gentlemen, welcome back to the Veteran Minority Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Got the lovely beat playing in the background. The background music where we want it. So I'm happy. Yes. Welcome to the latest episode of the Veteran Minority Podcast, episode four. If I'm not mistaken, I can't believe I already lost count. But we're kicking it here with Miss JoJo. She's back kicking it with us now on this fourth episode. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, you know? Um, this is the first episode of our podcast uh, since the commemoration of Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was on December 7th, so this is the first time we've done the show since December 7th. And I've always been fascinated with the idea of how uh, mainstream America or the dominant America like always loves to hold on, like dominant white America loves to hold on to like September 11th but not even September 11th so much Pearl Harbor really Pearl Harbor is the, is is for those that don't know which I don't know how you don't know I don't know how you live in America and don't know but Pearl Harbor is when uh Japanese attacked you know naval base Pearl Harbor in Hawaii and so um I just noticed that there's been a lot there was a lot of like you know recounting of the day reliving the day a lot of memorializing of the people and the cause and I find that interesting because a lot of times with within black society we're always told to forget about our past and we're told to forget about our slavery forget about slavery and forget about Jim Crow and things like that because it's the past and I just you know I find it I just find it uh something of note that every year every year and every so many years, we commemorate a 5th, a 10th, a 15th, a 20th, a 50th, a 100th anniversary of some great catastrophe. But when it comes to, you know, black people, we're, to, we're told to that we need to, you know, um, not remember our past. And I choose not to remember my past. So as far as Pearl Harbor goes, I choose not to not remember my past. I mean, I choose to remember my past. I choose not to forget my past. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Okay, I was like, huh? <laughs> so with that being said... Um, when you remember your past, though, you have to remember, um, well, me being black, remembering my past. And if you want me to remember Pearl Harbor, 1941, that I, as a military member, which that's that's another reason why I brought it up, because this is the veteran, veteran Minority Podcast, and I am a military veteran, and you're raised by a military veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are black people, so um, we're... Where I'm trying to go with this is pretty much Who are we trying to go with this? Are you trying to say that in nineteen forty one we what? We, what what I'm saying is I'm trying to I, when if you want me to remember that history, if you want to remember you if you want me to remember that a great crime happened on American soil, quote unquote, or in to America. Mm-hmm. On that day, and soldiers were lost, and you don't want me to ever forget that. Every December seventh is the day of infamy. You know, I need to, you know, mm-hmm. put my hat over my chest and things like that. Um, I choose to not only remember that, but I choose to remember a more broader view too mm-hmm. of lynching in the South and racial segregation in the army and the military as well. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I'm. That's basically where I was trying to go with that. Is that if you want me to remember that, I yeah, we can remember that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to remember the bigger picture too. That while the United States was fighting for um, 
racial justice for the Jews, mm-hmm. black people were still being persecuted, persecuted in the States, mm-hmm. similarly to the Jews. So, I mean, that's, I kind of stumbled and fumbled over that, but that's pretty much what I wanted to say about the Pearl Harbor thing. Like, yeah, true, okay, America, you don't want us to forget. But black Americans, my message to black Americans is you don't forget that even after you went and fought abroad in their war that you didn't, when you came home, you still were still a second-class citizen. Mm. You still were not afforded the benefits of a soldier. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's my responsibility here on the Veteran Minority Podcast as a veteran to reinforce that history. It is, you know what I mean? Or maybe, I don't know. I agree. But in, also in saying that, I also believe that even as an American, we also need to keep into perspective that the U.S. ain't no saints. No, they're not. We that's have helped yes. other countries conquer their own people. And I know I have a lot more research to do, but this is just, you know, some of the things that I've been learning. So, you know, yeah, we died, but some other people died for causes that were, that, you know, we helped contribute to and things of that nature. So, you know. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So on December 7th, I hope that everybody, you know, I guess had a Remembrance Day, but also have a Remembrance Day that like, yeah, like you said, America's not innocent and they and they have their own racial crimes and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just a different type of white supremacy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They didn't want Hitler's white supremacy, but so um, but President Roosevelt and yeah, President Hitler was Hoover, too loud for them. They exactly. Like, well, Hitler wanted to hurt loud. other white people. That's the problem. If Hitler would have done that in in Africa, it'd have been like, uh, well, we could turn a blind eye to it. That's just mm-hmm. colonialization matters. We don't have to get involved. Mm-hmm. But because it had to do with Europe and it was starting to affect Great Britain and things like that, then America was like, okay, well, we should we should do something about this. This is tyranny. <laughs> but not address the tyranny here in America that, that was affecting um, their own citizens, our, us, mm-hmm. our, just our ancestors. So I just feel like that's something I need to address. Mm-hmm. Um but yo, yeah, big in the news. We gotta talk about you know some pop culture a little bit. We gotta talk about this Kevin Hart situation. Mm-hmm. Oh my man, they brought up old tweets against him, mm-hmm. and he basically tweeted out some homophobic jokes. I guess back back when, back in like two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't have the exact tweets in front of me, but he tweeted out some homophobic tweets, basically saying that like, oh that's no that's this is it. He tweeted out if his son was playing with his daughter's dollhouse. He would break the dollhouse over his son's head and tell him, like, no, stop, that's gay. Mm. And so he said that, and I guess he had to deal with it, and he apologized for people, like, you know, hey, I'm a different guy now. So then recently, as you know, uh, what, okay. uh, what? But as you, you know, need to apologize. no, there isn't. But as you know, he recently was tapped to do the Oscars, host the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So um, the tweets resurfaced. And at first, I was proud of the brother because he took a stance of, like, yo, I'm not backing down off of this. I addressed it. You know what I mean? If y'all trying to bring negativity into my life, I'm not even here for it. You know what I mean? I said what I said. I've grown and evolved as a man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna apologize for that. He, he even he said it on the video too. If the Oscars wants to get rid of me, that's cool. You know, but I feel like I already addressed that. Mm-hmm. Only to a few hours later, apologize because they came and told him no. Never mind. Well, he stepped down from the Oscars because he's because he said he didn't want to be a distraction. What does yeah. that even mean? Yeah, he said. Well, he said he didn't want to be a distraction because you know his tweets. He'd be a distraction to the night of the Oscars, to the people who are winning awards. Oh, okay, because of his little thing. All right. Because of that. So, yeah, that's why he decided to step down. Mm. And um, there's been a lot of talk about about if this was a calculated move on the part of, you know, white America. Mm-hmm. If they just propped him up just to bring him down. And I don't really know about that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, my main thing is... Because we could go conspiracy theories all day with that. Mm-hmm. If we were all white people did this to him, they tore him up. Then some white people got his tweets, and this is all a big. Eh, it, it could, it does happen. We we know that that stuff does happen. But 
I just want to more focus on just Kevin, man. Like, like stand your ground, B. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't. One thing, oh, we can tie this back into uh, my experience in the military, is one thing when black people get in trouble, there's this thing about repenting black men. They always want us to be sorry, you know, head bent down, you know what I'm saying, hat in hand, proverbially. And no matter what we do, we have to be, we have to apologize for it. Whereas white men are allowed to be more defiant and, you know, hey, I made a mistake, so what? You know, life goes on and they just, fuck it. And they just, you know, that's the end of it. So um, my thing, when I was in the military, I, you know, I got in trouble a few times. (laughs) (laughs) And my thing was I never wrote a rebuttal because I don't like. First, explain what a rebuttal is. A rebuttal is. Okay, a rebuttal is like if you get written up. People know. People get written up at work. I'm sure some of y'all don't been written up at work before. But people get written up at. When you get written up at work, you get a chance to respond to it. And so you get a chance to say your piece. Mm -hmm. And then after after you say your piece, they decide whether or not they're going to keep the the discrepancy or, or whatever they call it the letter the record the mm-hmm. letter of record of discipline they want to make sure that they they keep it um but with me though my thing was i never wanted to write rebuttals because if you do the same thing over again then they just have you on record basically putting your foot in your mouth mm-hmm. they have you deeply apologize and i just the idea of being deeply apologetic for something that i did if i wasn't gonna i understand listen and maybe you agree there's nothing wrong with apologizing for what you did. Um, but the whole idea of a rebuttal should not be to 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 apologize. To, to apologize. Like that's and that's it really in the, be to explain why you said what you said and that's it. Well, I don't know if that's that's the way I use it. I use it to either defend why I did what I did or or to um like question shine light onto the, something the authority, that wasn't brought well, up in the first place the only time listen I've only written two rebuttals in my life mm-hmm. the one time I wrote a rebuttal was when I got in trouble uh, I had got uh, article 15 mm-hmm. I got in trouble and so I wrote a rebuttal but in that rebuttal it wasn't a whole bunch of apologizing and begging a whole bunch or any I mean did my supervisor wrote it so she you know but there mm-hmm. wasn't any it was me defending myself pretty much okay. like it's, it, it was me saying well this charge isn't what you say it is because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was, for the most part. Um, and how did and th- that then result to that one go? Uh, they dropped some of the charges, the ones that I contested. Okay. And then, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. You're supposed to defend yourself. <laughs> and so, um, but if you, okay. And so the second time I wrote a rebuttal was like one of the last times I ever got in trouble in the Air Force. And it was pretty much, it's just, like there was just a string of events that just didn't add up. It was just like, how, what, huh? Mm-hmm. So I basically, I just wrote, a rebuttal basically saying I'm confused as to why I'm even getting in trouble for this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everybody called me in the office and were like, okay, um, we get that you don't... Yeah, because it was just a bunch of funny, fuddy-duddy stuff going on. And I'm saying all that to say that you should only apologize if, like, you are generally wrong for what you did and you're not going to do it again. That's the key. Like, if you really know in your heart of heart, like, this is something that I'm not going to do again. Mm-hmm. Feel me? A lot of times when I get in trouble and I can't speak for those listening or even you, but... It's not something that I wouldn't do again. It's something that I wouldn't do. I mean, I would only do if pushed to do. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't just, some of the stuff I got in trouble for, like going off or being, I guess, what a smart aleck or whatever, back mm-hmm. to authority. It's not something I just did. I did it when I felt, you know what I'm saying? So with Kevin Hart, it's like, look, man, you said your tweets. You, 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 said, the, you said, you know, you call your son gay in the tweets. You apologize for it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because you felt you were wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, if you apologize, you feel like you're wrong. So you don't get drugged through the mud and be the 
You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I'd have told people to stop being so damn sensitive because oh, it's a hypothetical too. situation. Like, it didn't really oh, happen. Too. Keep that in mind. So oh, people just being sensitive, <laughs> just opening And he's out. a comedian. Yeah. So, all the stuff he says, you worried about that? I'd have yeah. been like, man, y'all hush. Just hush. Yeah, and then, so Nick Cannon had pulled up the Sarah Silverman and Lena, Lena Dunham and... Uh, I think Amy Schumer too He pulled up Like well Tariq Nasheed Had did it mm-hmm. Shout out to Tariq Nasheed But also um, Nick Cannon had re- like Got got the tweets And posted them too And basically was like So we gonna have outrage About this And that's just to show you It wasn't a, it wasn't about the outrage mm-hmm. It was about the fact That Kevin Hart And me and you Talked about this Kevin Hart was a young Was a black man Who's climbing the ranks To success too fast He just came out of nowhere He's getting bucks He's putting people on And Um that's not resting well with some in our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but I do think it's not a coincidence that Kevin Hart is being drugged through the mud for his uh, past transgressions. And when you bring as up as little and, and insignificant as they may seem, anyways, yeah, and they are insignificant because they the media tends to do this sort of thing when like white men are getting in trouble. Like this is, there tends to be a rash of black men. And that's not a conspiracy. Like, that's a fact. Like, you could look back and think about it. Like, go ahead and do your timeline research. Y'all can do the Googles on your own on that one. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a fact. I mean, okay, the most the most recent one, uh, since most people might not agree with what I'm saying, is... Uh, Harvey Weinstein, the dude not even got put into the uh, Supreme Yeah, Court. yeah, yeah. Brett Kavanaugh and, mm-hmm. and Bill Cosby. Yep. Like, Brett Kavanaugh's going through what he's going through. And uh, guess what? We're going to sentence Bill Cosby and label him a violent mm-hmm. predator. But that's a good segue because I don't know if you know. But uh, the astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson has been me too. Oh yeah, he I saw. Yeah, so I guess there's some women that say like at the office that he worked with, you know, he was drunk and he they was. They tried doing... to do that with Morgan Freeman, I believe. Yeah, Not they did. Too... Yeah, yeah. They said Morgan. Well, they said with Morgan Freeman, it was he was looking at them and it made them feel uncomfortable. Like he shot them a look and they were like, you know, oh god, I felt uncomfortable. But, but but the thing about me is, and I'm happy that you took that stance because I don't want you to feel like, oh, God, like, I don't want people to automatically think that because you're pro-black and because you understand the history of lynching in America, that a black, that that automatically, like, every black man is innocent. I'm, I'm not here, and I hope in the future, too, when I do this podcast, I'm not here to, like, legislate whether black men are guilty of sexual crime. Basically, what I'm here to do is to make sure that, like, we don't attack one another and destroy one another's legacies i'm just here to make sure if you're doing it to us you're doing it to the others too that's it <laughs> do it to the white men too and that's all it is has to be yeah because they dragging neil degrasse tyson through the mud now mm-hmm. and um you have meanwhile who was, y'all electing all types of sexual predators into office and things and y'all just fine with it y'all just fine with it so i don't know i mean I, our president grabs one by the pussy and you know all types of foolishness, but he's still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's going to be there. Yeah, and nobody's Probably trying to destroy second, his legacy. Second round as well. And I never got a chance to say this before. I've always wanted to say this. Um, we, when black women, and I'm not trying to, I don't want to bash black women, but I have to say this. What's up? What you about to say? I'm just about to say, just say what you have to say. Stop segueing, pre-way to the <laughs> thing. Just get to it. Let's go. Black women. Those of you, I don't, and I don't know Stop specific it. ones. Stop trying to but sugarcoat just it. Saying. Just tell, just, just well, because, tell. Well, because what, what I saw with the whole Bill Cosby situation was so wrong. And it wasn't wrong because black women might have thought that he was guilty or not. 
It wasn't wrong because of that. It was wrong because they decided that it was like a... They didn't uh, go for the white man's shoes. No, it wasn't even that. It was the, the destruction of Bill Cosby's legacy. Like, it was the it was the lynch mob that was like, yeah, get his legacy too. Like, fuck the Cosby show. Now, you fuck discussed every- this on the last podcast, No, right? I didn't. No, oh, I did. okay. have not discussed it at all. All right, go ahead. And that's what I'm saying. I've never addressed it. But I want to address it because I feel like as to black women, like, yes, if two things can be... I understand that black women, you're women and you're black. You know what I'm saying? But please put your blackness before your womanhood. Because everyone else does. Because white women do. And, well, yeah, everyone else too. But more particularly, white women do. And when Brett Kavanaugh was going through what he was going through, on the news, there was white women defending him. Like, literally saying that... The woman who he, you know, sexually harassed him to get over it because it was also time ago. Right? Yeah, Something it was like, like yeah, it was 36 years ago. If he touched her, then what is it going on about? Meanwhile, Bill Cosby was not convicted of rape for all you imbeciles out there keep calling him a rapist he was convicted of sexual assault but he was touching a woman's titties a titty same thing that well Brett Kavanaugh was actually accused of like him and his homeboy like raped a woman in the classroom and my thing and what made me infuriated and and more so hurt not really mad but I was more so hurt is like how black women were the main ones leading the mob against tearing down Bill Cosby's legacy Mm -hmm. not Bill Cosby the man I get it okay if you believe Bill Cosby's a sick sadistic Drugging rapists. I don't know how because the evidence doesn't support that. But if you do believe that, that's cool. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. His legacy that has to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I've said to other people and I'm saying it right here. We have a, we have a culture where we take the worst of it and we put it on TV. So all our TV shows and not all of them, but a lot of our TV shows are a bunch of nonsense. And Bill Cosby created a TV show that wasn't nonsense. Mm-hmm. And the simple fact that this man's private life, which may not have been the cleanest or the most reputable or the most, you know, moral, mm-hmm. can affect something that he created as a symbol. And black women were the main ones leading the charge to destroy that. It's very heavy to me. Like, it's deep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you got caught up in your emotions as far as, you know, being a woman. And maybe y'all being sexual abused. And I understand a lot of black women go through sexual trauma in their youth and things like that. So I'm not trying to... Say that your feelings aren't real towards Bill Cosby. Like you could be upset with him, but make sure you understand it to protect the treasure. You know what I'm saying? A law, you could kill the king, but keep the wealth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the wealth is still necessary, and the, the Cosby show was the wealth mm-hmm. for our society. Like We got shows, and I'm going to say it, and I've been saying it, like The Shy and Empire. And we like them, but they're not, they don't reinforce positive things all the time in our culture. Yeah, not all of us be drug dealing. Not all of us yeah, are not- familiar with, on an intimate level, those sorts of things like being out on the street you see what i'm saying like what about those of us who are just middle class and you know teeter on and when i say when we teeter on like being half black and half white it's like those of us who grew up middle class such as myself you get told by black people you're not really black you're white because you speak proper or you do things that aren't i guess whatever the typical standard black person would do exactly and then you also don't you aren't accepting and you kind of don't want to be a part of a society of like you know anything but black because it's not you know very comfortable growing up or whatever the case may be so you have a lot of cases of that and the bill cosby show enforced you know that black middle class who were you know educated striving for something exactly you know and so like i said we're so quick to accept shows that show the worst of us like drug use like on the shy like i watched the first season of the shy and he's teaching a little man you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. About like dope dealing and stealing guns. And these are the shows that we want and also, white America to see us as. White America, uh, white America that not only knows little as much as they should know about us. They they don't care much about us on a on a 
uh, personal level. So all they know is the shows that they watch and the music they listen to. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I love hip hop, so I don't want to be critical of hip hop. But what I'm saying, well, I do have to be critical of hip hop because I love hip hop. But at the same time, um, hip hop has a balance, I believe. Mm-hmm. Television doesn't have a balance of, of bad stereotypes and, you know what I'm saying, new, fresh ideas. And I just, you know, I so I do feel a way toward about how black women handled the Bill Cosby situation when it comes to tearing down his legacy and 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 attacking the Cosby show and saying that the Cosby show should be torn down and only people that should be connected to the Cosby show are people who who are um, born between the years that it ran or something like that or grew up in the years that it ran. That's one. Of the, I saw that on my Facebook. That's one of the stupidest arguments I ever heard. So none of us can enjoy any movie or any TV show that's outside of our generation. Like it's just it's, it's really obtuse arguments. To destroy a man because you're upset by how he may have conducted himself in his and private also, life. And I understand that. But the royal, uh, what is it? I believe, I think the correct thing says like the royalties being made off of the show aren't only going to him, right? Any yeah, money that was being made is yeah, going doesn't to benefit only him. on the show. Yeah. So if you really felt a ways about it, perhaps there could have been like, let's not give him any more money. Let's keep the show going so other people can get their yeah. money because other people did work hard, you know, in the show and they deserve yeah, and I just want to know, case. like, what was it about the Cos- like, what about the Cosby Show was condoning rape or normalizing rape culture? Like, I, I just don't understand the correlation between aside we gotta take from, down Bill Cosby. Aside from just seeing his face in the show, exactly. Exactly, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And if that's the case, there's so many white men convicted of rape that we could take off of TV. Not even just white men, men. Period. Harvey Weinstein, but, I believe, has an entire like movie empire, a lot of sh- movies and things that have been critically acclaimed, whatever, whatever. Yeah, and he's a production company. And nobody snatch all that from yeah. him. Yeah, and then another thing that was the trick bag too that they didn't that that black women didn't catch um, when Bill Cosby got kicked out of the little Oscar Academy thing that he's in, they kicked out uh, Roman Polanski. And if, for those of you that don't know who Roman Polanski is, just do your Google about that dude and see how long he's been a convicted actual rapist, convict, tried, convicted on the lamb rapist. But nobody's you, y'all were screaming about that because it's 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 fake outrage. So you know, just oh, anyway, just do more research. Yeah, do a lot more. Do a lot more research. Um, how about them Cowboys, man? I know we're gonna we're gonna try. I know that's a weird transition, but yes, sir. You don't even. I do. Yeah, the Cowboys. I'm only a Cowboys fan because apparently it irks the people who actually watch football. And let's be very clear, I don't actually watch football. I don't <laughs> really like it. So I root for the Cowboys because it gets to their other people's skin and it amuses me. Yeah, well, the Cowboys are looking good, doing good. They're winning games in ways that um that apparently a lot of people have not imagined. N- well, they're winning games that I don't want to say this. I'm not going to say it either. They're just winning games. I still expect the Cowboys to lose in the playoffs. Say what you were going to say. No, I'm not going to say say it. it. I'm not going to jinx it. Nope. Say it. No. In ways it's going to lead them to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I knew it. Why someone who don't even watch football? Let's go. But, you know, coupled with the rise of the the Cowboys is the fall of my Steelers, man. I don't know what's going on. Mm. I do not know what's going on. I knew it. Something told me when I saw the Raiders on our schedule. I was like, yo, that's a game we always lose. And now we have the Patriots on our schedule. And we're going to lose to the Patriots, too. I'm saying that right now. We're going to lose to the Patriots. So we're going to be 7-5 and and 1. It's going to be a great time. Tied with Baltimore. or Baltimore's going to be a game back. Yeah, you know, um, what else was happening in the news? Oh, getting back on pop culture. Like your girl Cardi B and them broke Man, up. I don't want to hear about that ghetto that ghetto love. I don't want to hear <laughs> nothing about that. That's so, man. Her and her baby father, you know, they, they split. <laughs> so stupid. You know what I'm saying? 
me and my baby father. First of all, I hate the fact that people are so... I hate that people and just consume this type of pop news anyways is stupid like mind your business like <laughs> why it's like, interesting to talk expect? about eh, what do we expect from them we like, expect long a lasting healthy relationship man their child's Mr. name is culture with a k yes let's not yeah that's what we want that's how in the marriage yes and what we were hoping was that they stayed married so that culture could be cultivated in a family culture i hate you tradition <laughs> No, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, I just saw it. I just saw it on Twitter, man. And so I was like, oh, wow, they broke up. I'm just waiting for Kim and Kanye to break up. Who? Kim and Kanye. I think when that happens, man, I think Kanye will come back, man. I think he'll come all the way back, for real. I guess. Damn, you had no faith. I'm just saying. No faith. I mean, Mm. I don't know. If it happens, then it happens. If it doesn't, then I wouldn't expect anything, you know? Nah, I don't know. I just I just don't know. I just missed the old Kanye. And speaking of hip-hop, though, um, something interesting that I read in the news uh, over the weekend, or, yeah, it had to be over the weekend, uh, Black Thought said that he's worried about the longevity of hip-hop because it's become the lowest-hanging fruit. Hmm, mm, thoughts? I think I see what he's saying as far as there's just... But I don't know. I don't think there will ever be an oversaturation yet of hip-hop. I don't think that we're close to that yet. Yeah, but what if it loses its identity as an art form? Loses its identity? Yeah, what if it loses its integrity? What if it becomes a bunch of Takashi 6 9s just posturing as something real because... Then it's up to the individuals who are already in the rap game to ensure that that doesn't happen. However... They but feel the, like but doing the individual, that. I mean, yeah. We well, you're speaking about more ownership in the rap game. Um, mm-hmm. There's a good amount of ownership in the rap game, though. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, in today's and right now, when one can go independent and you don't really need a label, like, is it really up to anyone else? If you gonna get your money, you gonna get it, right? Yeah, you got people listening to your stuff; they're gonna listen. Yeah, but with the the label can get you. The role of the label has changed, or is changing, so the label can get you. Um, connected with like the big corporations mm-hmm. so it's cool to be independent and yet yeah, independent wise you can reach the fans mm-hmm. but through the label you can reach the brands you know what i'm saying you can get on like nipsey when nipsey was coming up you never seen nipsey and a lot of people still might not know who nipsey is but nipsey was underground doing this thing and when he got mainstream he was in a sprite commercial that's what that's what comes with a major label it's sprite commercials mcdonald's commercials Sneaker deals, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nipsey is with Puma now. Yeah, see what I'm saying? That's what comes with the major label, is major brands, endorsement, and com- collaboration, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's one of the benefits of uh, being in a major, and that's what's going to always be the allure of the major, mm-hmm. is the universal success, is the global tours, and the, all the money you can make. Mm-hmm. So, for people wondering that, like, the internet can get you in the game, mm-hmm. but can the internet take you to the top of the game? Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't know if it's really low hanging fruit because I can't rap. I'm but that's the, that, I think, and I'm happy you said that because I think that's his point. Mm-hmm. Is that there's a lot of people that know that they can't rap or can't rap, literally don't know what or otherwise, but they're rapping and okay, they're making well, music. I need to yeah. hear some of those people because I haven't uh, yet heard some of those people. You ever heard of some young people out there that don't have love for the art form that just rapping? I don't think so. They don't last, I guess. So that's true too. So think of like a lot of your one hit ones. Yeah, like think of Takashi Six Nine. Stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. People that come out, drop hit songs, and they go away. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect, but like, the, you know, they're just kind of like caricatures mm-hmm. of a rapper. They're not like a real rapper. Yeah. And sure. they get exposed through one way or another, and they fall off. Because rapping, that and that's the integrity of rapping. And that's why I think he, I, I think I see what he means. Is because real, the integrity of rapping is whatever you're spitting on the mic is what you're about in real life. Yeah. Wherever it is, whatever it is. Not not just ignorant shit because people automatically attach that to the to the most lowest form of rap. Mm-hmm. It's gangster rap. Oh, no, I shouldn't even say that because I like gangster rap. But just the most violent, you know, overtly sexual, perverted version of rap. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, anybody anybody can anybody can be real on the mic, and as lo- and if your your real life doesn't match your life on the mic, there's there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. So. Takashi Six Nine, like I said, I keep going back to him. That's a perfect example <laughs> of a disconnect. Of a, of a, of a, yeah, of a, of a dude that he was just—he was like a W—he was like Stone Cold Steve Austin of rap. He was—it wasn't—he wasn't. I would even—that's not even fair because I think Stone Cold was more of his real self as Stone Cold character than him. Mm-hmm. He was like the Bozo the Clown of rap or something like that. Like he just was posturing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really about that life. He wasn't about. And if he was, it's sad that he got caught up in some stuff that he really don't know nothing about, yeah. or he maybe he does know everything about. And he just got caught up in some drama that's gonna cost him his life. But that's what I'm talking about. Like that, that, you know, prototype rapper that's off the chain and gang related and overly tattooed and overly demonstrative. Like that's what he was. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was fake and it got him out the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And speaking of that too, and also hip hop, I don't know how you feel, but I've been bumping Lil Baby like last week. Mm-hmm. Like this past week, I've been bumming that new little baby mixtape. I like the dude, mm-hmm. honestly. And I wasn't aware how old he was. I automatically assumed that because of the way he was rapping, he was younger than his actual age. Yeah, that's your people's. <laughs> but no, nah, little baby straight though. You know, I, the only thing I don't like about little baby is his name. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, dude. I don't really care for for that type of rapping. He sounds like another young thug to me. He does before. exactly. He sounds just that's so, only, that's another thing. Yeah, young. If th- I'm listening like a young to a thug young thug, thug type, I'm gonna just listen to young thug future. Very, yeah. very little like I do now, and I don't need any more because I don't even nah, like the but ones check you him out, have. though. Check him out, though. He's all right. Mm, I'm good. Mm, but that Pilot Talk 4, though. The currency dropped that trailer for that. Mm. It's coming. I'm excited. You know, I'm new to this jet life. That's what it is, jet life. The jet thing. life. I'm yeah. new to it, jet so. Life to the next life. I have a lot of catching up to do, apparently, because he puts out a lot of music. So I'll puts out a lot of music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's put out, like, six or seven projects this year alone. Mm-hmm. So... But he's got a lot. You can take your time. You know, you're not in a rush. That's the thing about the jet life. You're not in a rush. You get there when you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. So we are gonna get up out of here. You know, what I'm saying I feel really good about this show. Hopefully, y'all like the the show. The show quality. I'm proud of it. So we gonna keep doing this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Keep trying to bang it out and just bring you the different certain perspectives. Um, topics may vary. So strap on your seatbelts. Um, if you wanna uh, contact me or um, chop it up with me online. I'm at Veteran Minority on Twitter. If you want to email the show, it's Veteran Minority Podcast at gmail.com. Email the show with any questions, comments, stories, even. You know what I'm saying? I, we would love to talk about those on the show. But yeah, um, get at me on Twitter at, at Veteran Minority. And my the email for the show is Veteran Minority Podcast at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter and my Instagram are the same at name, and it's MotorLust with one underscore. That's M-O-T-O-R-L-U-S-T with one underscore at the end of that. Alrighty, y'all. Until next time, you know what I'm saying? Stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Stay humble and peace. No, well, it'll be alright. <laughs>